there, and welcome to the first episode of Get Her in the Game, a pitch podcast. I am Dee Dee. Uh, I go by Dust Daughter on Twitter. And I'm Olivia. I go by Sportifica on Twitter. And you may have heard us together on the Seize Up podcast. Um, a known for, favorite of Rajan Rondos. Amen. Um, sometimes cited in Isaiah Thomas's tweets. So, uh, you know, they, they, they may not um, own up to us, but they love us all the same. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the state of the Celtics team at this moment. Um, we're going to talk about happier things. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this really happier because this beautiful show has been taken from us? But we're going to get it back. Darn yes, it. Yes, we are. Um, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, we're here to talk about um, uh, soon to be a Hulu, Netflix, MLB series pitch. We won't talk about the other network that uh, discarded it. Uh, they do not deserve to be named. Uh, <laughs> but um, there are a lot of efforts to uh, get the show to a new home. And uh, we hope that by the end of this podcast, you will realize why uh, folks love it so much and why uh, folks are fighting for it. So um, we're going to get into the characters that we meet in the first episode and um, we're going to do a little recap of uh, the pilot and um, then talk about uh, ways that you can help pick up pitch so, first of all, um, we have to talk about the lead character, which is Jenny Baker. She is played by Kylie Bunbury, who you may have seen in um, ABC Family's, what was it, Twisted, it was called? Twisted it was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even really watch it, but I... Did see gifts on Tumblr, and her and Avin Jogia seem to have crazy chemistry on that show. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. And I heard that the second season was really. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, Jenny Baker uh, is the lead of Pitch. Uh, she's a baseball pitcher who becomes the first woman to play in Major League Baseball. Um, she's, uh, very self-motivated, panic attacks from time to time. Um, she's under a lot of pressure too. Yeah. Um, let's like, you, you want to just go through all of the expectations she has on her before this game. I mean, you know, the pressure of being the first woman to play in the MLB and you see that with all of the young girls in the, in the crowd, um, and, things that people say to her as she's trying to go throughout her day as normal as possible. And she has the pressure of being her father's, you know, almost his life work 
mm-hmm. getting her to this point. And Amelia, who we'll get to as well, her manager, has devoted pretty much all of her time to Ginny's career. The San Diego Padres, the team that uh, called her up, you know, they are really banking on her as their big ticket. And, you know, there's the pressure of, of being, and yeah, I threw in a KG reference there. Um, <laughs> there's a, and there's pressure just being a, a pro athlete, you know, that she's had to live with for a while. She has everyone, there are people who are expecting her to fail or they want her to fail. You know, and you see kind of some of the smarmy talking heads leading up to the game, like, oh, I don't know. And, you know, these are her own dreams. This is, as we see throughout the pilot and we'll learn throughout the rest of the show, she she recalls herself a robot in cleats. You know, she has dedicated so much of her time to this and given up so many things along the way. So, you know, it's stressful just to watch her try to keep her calm, try to keep those headphones on and block everybody else out. You know, you can't imagine how much pressure she has on her shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, and we, yeah. Yeah. We will get to the talking heads. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) um, so, um, speaking of, one of those people that are have so much invested in her and um you know kind of inadvertently puts more pressure on her even though they're not trying to but uh it's Ginny's manager Amelia who's played by Ari Larder is that her yeah Ar- Ari Larder um i think think a lot of people will remember her from Heroes and some other shows and movies. Um, but um, Amelia, whew, Amelia is something else, I'll tell you. Um, She's got some nerve. <laughs> she does. Very plucky, very high strung, also very controlling. Um, yeah. And you know, aware of her sex appeal and how she can use it to um, kind of get ahead um, uh, in a man's world, I suppose. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really love her <laughs> in this show. I mean, uh, the character, because you know she does some some things that she thinks are for Jenny's good, but um, she kind of does a lot of things behind Jenny's back that Jenny should have probably have been told about. But right. that, that's, wanna, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you want to believe that she'll fight for Jenny and she has, has Jenny's back, but it's, you know, you kind of see through that sometimes. Like it almost feels like she's only, she only has Jenny's back um, when it will benefit her as well. And she kind of like loses sight of it and thinks that she's doing what's best for Jenny, but she's not really giving Jenny any, uh, authority over her own life at some points. 
And then she like, makes some decisions that are just like, I guess we'll get to them when they happen. But it's like anything that threatens whatever level of control she has over Jenny and Jenny's career, she's always ready to like nip that in the bud with the quickness. That's and right. Yeah. Yeah. So she's an interesting character. Um, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little bright spot. Um, he's Amelia's assistant. Very eager. Um, like, tends to ramble a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's just a little cutie. Um, <laughs> yes, and he, he's a, a Jenny fan. You know, you can see him uh, watching the game. He's actually cheering for her while everyone else in that box is quiet. He's like, go Jenny! And I, I do enjoy seeing him just being a unapologetic fan of things because we need to see more of those yeah um oscar Arguella is the padres gm played by mark consuelos who um and he's you know he's he's kind of like a male version of amelia <laughs> to me sort of <laughs> you know um He's also, you know, charming and aware of his own um, sex appeal. And but he's kind of thirsty, too. It's like he's always he's always <laughs> trying to ask somebody out um, on a date or something like that or trying to get something going. Um, right. <laughs> it's funny. So um, and then uh, Al Luongo. Who is played by Dan Loria, uh, is the Padres team manager. Um, he's the skip, the skipper. Um, he's kind of like a, a father figure, very old fashioned, but you know, you, you love him anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> and Frank, um, yeah, we don't, yeah, he's the team owner. I, I didn't get his last name. But, um, you know, he likes to brag about, you know, how much he's paid for the team and, you know, his big um, planes that he wanted to fly Jenny in. Um, And uh, that's pretty much Frank. And he likes to just he's really into making snap decisions based on like maybe one piece of data. I mean, I was kind of surprised that he. Like, it seemed like he was the one who decided Jenny's number would be 43, you know, and kind of s- sprung that on her. She, I mean, it looks like she was cool with it, but it was just kind of surprising that he was the one that made that decision. Yeah, like, no pressure. We're just going to give you, you know, one up from Jackie Robinson's number. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like everybody, they had good intentions. They may have had good intentions, but it just rained a a ton of pressure down on her. Um, But not Blip. Not Blip Sanders. My guy. (laughs) He's the best. (laughs) Um, Blip Sanders, played by Mo McRae, is... He's 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 a friend of Jenny's. Um, he's a player for the Padres. Is he a is he a second baseman or? I think he plays in the outfield. Okay. Um, 
which we see him make a nice save for Ginny uh, towards the end of the episode. Yep. And he literally has her back. (laughs) Yes, he does. Um, In the locker room, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Came up in the minors with Ginny and is also a friend of Michael Olsen, who is the star catcher for the Padres. Michael Olsen is played by Mark Paul Gosselaar. Everybody knows him as Zach from (laughs) Safe on the (laughs) Bell. He can do a million things. He'll always be Zach from Saved by the Bell. Um, and Mike Lawson. I don't want to say it. <laughs> but it but is true. it's true. It's true. Uh, he's, he, he's, he's a bit of a hoe. <laughs> Uh, and I say that uh, as no disrespect to Hose. Um, he's he's just one of y'all's number. Uh, <laughs> he, he likes to he takes full advantage of uh, his um, celebrity and all of the perks um, that it affords, including sleeping with fans. So, <laughs> bit of a hoe. Uh, also gives good speeches, um, and we'll find out more about Mike Lawson as the season progresses. And uh, another just just star, just star in life and on this show is Evelyn Sanders. Uh, she's <laughs> another favorite of mine. Uh, Evelyn's played by Megan Holder, and. Um, she is the wife of Blip Sanders and, um, the mother of their two boys. Uh, and she's, she's the, the girlfriend, the friend that Jenny needs that she, she doesn't want anything from Jenny. Like she's not, she's not promising Jenny anything. She doesn't want Jenny, anything from Jenny. She's just that friend that you can go to and that Jenny's needed for a long time. Absolutely. So, and she's just, uh, she's just a a delight. I love their friendship. Uh, She's like, you know, Kylie obviously is the star of the show, but uh, Megan, I think was the breakout performance of the show you know she was just such a bright spot and provided that relief and comfort that we all wanted for Jenny as we watch you know because again all the pressure that she and all the people expecting something from her um so I'm just so glad that you know Evelyn exists and I'm glad that you know Jenny almost has this built-in family because of her friendship with Blip and Evelyn Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and she was really well-written because she has a whole arc of her own in this season. And, um, you know, usually just the wife of a random player on on the team doesn't get this much development, but I'm so glad that um, Evelyn did. Um, just another reason to love the show. Uh, Bill Baker. Mm. Bill Baker, played by Michael Beach. 
Um, he's, what can we say about Bill Baker? He's, he, wow, well, he, he's a failed baseball player um, that ends up projecting his dream of getting to the majors onto his daughter. Um, he, he's a piece of work. That's all I can say. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, you'll find out more in the recap. I will say that I, I liked the, I don't know whose decision it was, but he's always chewing on something. (laughs) He's always chewing. I guess, I hope it's not tobacco, but he's always chewing. Um, I like whoever, whoever made that decision. Good call. Nice little character uh, decision. I guess that I guess he needs to choose something to keep from smiling because he never, he hardly, you never get to see him smile. He never. never, Yeah, it's just a shame that they never really celebrated all of the accomplishments Jenny made along the way. Um, you know, very stern. And his favorite, three favorite, or four favorite words are, we ain't done nothing yet. So. <laughs> it sort of became like a thing between them. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, last character we'll mention is Janet Baker, which is Jenny's mom, um, played by Chastity Dotson. Um, oh, oh, well. Next to last character, because uh, I do need to mention the brother. Um, but Janet, um, Janet just wants to protect her kids. And, you know, she looks at Bill sometimes and he's being out of control yes. with this baseball stuff. And she just wants to let her kids be kids. And so sometimes she and Bill get into conflict. <laughs> So, um, last character, last character this time is, um, Will Jr. Um, I don't know who the kid is that plays, uh, Will in this episode, but he grows up to be played by, um, fine, 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 BJ Britt. (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) uh, Will Baker is, uh, a name we'll be talking about later in this, in the season. So, um, another thing about this show that, uh, it makes it interesting is their storytelling style. Uh, there's lots of voiceover from, not from Jenny, but from talking heads in the sports world. Um, some of them you see on sports center or, um, ESPN or what, when, or, Fox Sports, um, and some of them are fictional. Uh, um, and they give you they t- they give you information about what's going on and what's at stake um, on the be- on the baseball side of things. Um, the The show uses a lot of flashbacks um, to help t- tell the story. So um, you'll hear us uh, talk about that in the recap where um, uh, we'll be in the present day and then suddenly 
flash back to 10, 15 years ago. Um, and finally, <laughs> it seems like every character on this show gets a chance to rant or give a speech. Yeah. Maybe not this episode, but, but soon. <laughs> and very soon. <laughs> yeah, Mike even implies he's got like a whole Rolodex of them in his pocket just waiting to be used for every occasion. <laughs> I think he has a he let he has a couple of them this episode, so Yeah. <laughs> um so uh those are things to note um as we get into our recap. Yeah. So. It is really cool that they had this collaboration with Fox Sports and the MLB so that we, you know, feels like you're actually watching a real baseball game. Um, and another cool change they made, uh, one of the talking heads we see a lot is Katie Nolan, who hosts a show called Garbage Time. Uh, in real life, Garbage Time is a show that is on once a week at about 10 at night. But in this world... Um, garbage time is a daily show that's on in the middle of the day. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see a, a sports show hosted by a woman, um, as kind of a show that everybody has on, you know, like they would sports center. Mm -hmm. So an interesting, uh, change, um, between reality and what it could be on pitch. And that's, you know, one of the marketing uh, lines that Pitch had was a true story on the verge of happening. <laughs> so um, it's kind of this world that isn't so far out of reach, or it, it kind of makes us feel like it's not that far out of reach. It's not that hard to imagine a woman um, in a major professional league that's obviously dominated by men. And it's not that hard to imagine a woman hosting a popular sports, daily sports show um, that people rely upon. So it's a cool setup. Yeah, um, we definitely need, we definitely could use some changes like that, some fresh air, some um, <clears throat> different viewpoints. Um so, the show opens up with uh, our lead character, Ginny Baker. Uh, she's waking up in her hotel room. Uh, the alarm on her phone just went off. She heads to the shower, and the camera pans around uh, to her around her hotel room. And we see these fruit baskets from Ellen DeGeneres and from Hillary Rodham Clinton uh, in the four. I don't know what you call it, the front room, uh, the other room of her um, hotel. Uh, and then we see her suit up for the day, and she's putting on a lot of Nike-branded workout gear. And she tops all of that off with some headphones um, uh, before she walks out of the door. And I am all for the branded product placement. Give us that money. I don't care. Yeah. I'm all okay. for it. <laughs> 
Okay, so she. I, I'm sure the headphones were like Beats by Dre or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just to complete the, <laughs> the, the product placements. Right. Um, um, so there's, there, it should be noted that there are screens everywhere on this show. In the um, elevator. <laughs> oh my God, that was wild, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, screens everywhere and it's like all of them are on sports networks like this is not what Jenny needs right now no <laughs> so even when she's trying to block it out with her headphones she can still see them see the see the screens everywhere because she can't avoid these screens right and her hotel room is like on in the like you have a view of the Padres stadium so there's mm-hmm. like no escape for her oh god um and we have to be subjected to um colin cowherd i'm sorry i don't like him mm-hmm. um <laughs> and he's um and uh you know they, that's just an example of the real sportscasters that they use on this show um and and just the fact that we see these like that she can't get away from these screens and all these talking heads on on sports networks, kind of you know just uh, is a subtle statement about um, the twenty four hour news cycle, um, not just with national news and international news, but also in sports, and you know eventually the amount of actual news in the 24 hour news cycle runs out. (laughs) (laughs) So then they start talking, start giving their BS opinions and, and uh, here we are. Um, (laughs) Well, then they picked a great uh, talking head for that. (laughs) Mr. John Wall can't be a great leader because he grew up without a father figure, Colin Coward. I, I I don't like Colin. I don't like most of them, but I really don't like him. Yeah, well, uh, the Fox Sports guy. So I guess that's why he uh, is on the Fox show. Um, but no more. Oh. <laughs> Hulu, Hulu, baby. Um. <laughs> um uh, yeah, and why is Wadge over there? Anyway, um, I guess money talks. World's colliding right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And also, you see the way that these talking heads kind of talk about these players like they're not human. Yeah. Like, they should be that like they should accept the the bs and the insults and you know the slights against their their character that these sportscasters make every day to fill up time on the networks you know just because you make millions of dollars or whatever you're you're a household name or whatever you're supposed to accept this this crappy treatment right Oh, but I could go on for days about uh, that. That would be my pitch rant. Um, <laughs> one of them. So she, um, Jenny goes uh, uh, out into, um, on onto the elevator. 
and she's followed by security guards. She's nodding her head to the music, um, trying to block out, uh, block out um, Colin Blowhard. I mean, Cowherd <laughs> on the TV screen in the elevator. Like she can't get away from these screens. Um, and she's listening to uh, the song that we played uh, in the intro. Uh, it's called "Stereotypes" by Black Violin. And I remember I was really excited that she was playing their music because I had just uh, found out about them. Um, and I think um, now, now that I think about it, it was probably because other people who had started watching Pitch before I did heard the song, looked it up, and found out who was playing it. And was like, wow, these two black guys play violin and mixing classical music and hip hop. Pretty cool. So um, you hear you hear uh, stereotypes by black violin playing throughout this entire sequence where she's uh, waking up, uh, getting dressed, uh, uh, and heading out to um, uh, where she's going. And, and uh, like such a big part of the rest of the uh, series. You know, kind of part of the world building is Black Violin's music. It's really cool how they're almost like their own character in the show because their music adds so much, you know, emotion and, and energy to the show. So that was a great choice, whoever, you know, made that decision. Yeah, it was almost like, I'm like, did they score this season? Like, because they popped up a lot. So, yeah. So, shout out to Black Fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, so, Jenny and all of the security guards have just gotten to the lobby when she meets um, Amelia, uh, um, her manager. And Amelia, Amelia says that they're going to go the other way. And the other way is um, through the kitchen. And there's more screens and there's more fans. Even the cook in the kitchen wants an autograph from Jenny. And um, uh, as we, as they're walking through the kitchen, um, we hear another sportscaster announcing that Jenny Baker has been called up by the San Diego Padres to play versus the LA Dodgers. So this will make history as she'll be the first woman to play in major league baseball. So, um, as we're hearing this, uh, Ginny climbs into a limo and across from her is Elliot, who (laughs) is Amelia's assistant and he's sitting next to another freaking screen, a tiny little screen built into the freaking limo. Like this is, is this necessary? <laughs> Do we need this? Why was it on? At least turn it off. But Elliot's not aware. Um, I guess as their social media person, he has to be uh, following all of that. Uh, true. True. Um but he'll learn now. <laughs> Never have it on on game day. Um, so there he's he's watching sports on the tiny little screen. Um, 
And of course, everybody's talking about Jenny. Um, and she's still got her headphones on, trying to get in the zone or whatever. Um, but Elliot is so geeked to meet her. <laughs> and he tells her, you're like Elvis. And she takes off her headphones because she didn't hear what he said. Um um, so he repeats himself and then he starts She's saying, like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. He starts saying, Oh, I'm Elliot. Uh, Elliot, uh, um, Amelia has me in charge of your social media, your Instagram, your, and then she puts her headphones back on. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's enough of you, Elliot. Um, <laughs> and then Amelia, who is beside sitting beside Jenny in the limo says, you know, it's game day. So don't take it personally. Ah, so you want to take the next part, Olivia? Sure. So the limo stops in front of another load of fans. They're everywhere Jenny turns, pretty much. And Amelia turns to Jenny and asks if she's ready. Big build-up moment, and there's a girl holding up a sign that says, I'm next. And Jenny gets that look in her eye and says that she's been ready her whole life. Cue our first flashback to Tarboro, North Carolina. I'm glad that Jenny's a Southern girl. Hey. Like us. <laughs> uh, North Carolina, 1995. Bill Baker, uh, Jenny's dad, as we said, is trying to raise his son to be their ball player. Um, and Janet, their mom, tells him to, to leave him alone because he's clearly not interested. And the first chance he gets to leave, he does. <laughs> but cute little baby Jenny's still out there. And she uh, picks up the ball that they were using and her dad, you know, comes closer for her to throw it because he thinks that she won't be able to throw it that far. And then she throws it clear across the yard to the fence. And that's when her dad realizes he might have something here. And so then we go back to the present and we meet Oscar, the Padres GM, who greets them all at the limo and shows them inside. And this is where we kind of learn how much is riding on Jenny from the Padres organization point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oscar tells Jenny that all of her teammates are excited to meet her. And Jenny knows, of course, that's not true. And, um, you know, she makes a comment about how 75% think I'm the next San Diego chicken. The other 25 just want to see me shower. She's <laughs> probably right. <laughs> uh, may may need to raise the amount of the second group. Oh yeah, I'm sure <laughs> that's probably closer to a hundred percent. Yeah, and <laughs> as they're walking through uh, to the locker room to the clubhouse, we go inside the clubhouse where Coach Al addresses the team and you know, addresses the fact that today is kind of distracting for everyone else, but they need to be gentlemen. They need to be professional um, and no special treatment. But of course, as he says that in comes the owner with Ginny, um, you know, and Ginny has already addressed that she doesn't want special treatment either. She's denied the fancy jet from the owner. Like we talked about, um, And again, everyone's trying to give her this big welcome and it's really not helping. Uh, And as Ginny walks in, it's pretty awkward. 
but then Blip <laughs> Blip greets her. And at first, you know, when he said Jenny Baker, I thought it was just going to be some guy making a smart ass comment, you know, because there's kind of this like pause. And then, <laughs> and then he says, get your big old bubble butt over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. Finally, she's got a friend, and we see the first, like, big smile from Jenny in that moment. <laughs> so I was like, why did he say it like that? I mean, he obviously knew that she was the player getting called up, right? Uh, but anyways, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to think about it too hard, because it was such a good moment. <laughs> <laughs> so then we learned that Blip and Jenny did almost a full season together in San Antonio. And I would watch a show that's just Jenny and Blip and Evelyn and minor league baseball in San Antonio because they are so great together, all three of them. And then Jenny's relationship with each of them. And then Blip and Evelyn have an awesome dynamic, too. So I watch that show, too, Hulu. Hey. Uh, <laughs> if you can make five spinoffs of Game of Thrones, you can give me a pitch spinoff. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> and uh, we learn, you know, I guess this did kind of happen quickly. Uh, Jenny being called up because they, you know, at least the team side of things, they don't have a separate dressing room for her. So she's put in this attendance room that just seems to be the room where people put stuff that they don't know where else to put. But at least she's got a door. And, you know, Amelia, you know, I guess with the best of intentions, but also creating more tension than Janie really needs in the moment, says, this is not going to be permanent. This room's not going to be permanent. I can promise you that, you know, that sort of thing. And it's just like, now's not the time, guys. You know, like, let's just let Janie go throughout her day as calmly as possible. But, but of course, Amelia has to insult him. Yeah, Amelia can't resist a moment to, you know, kind of like puff out her chest and be like, you know, I'm I'm the alpha dog here. Like she can't resist those yeah. moments. That's just not the right time, and not to Ginny's manager. Yeah. So On the first day, right? A, a theme with Amelia is kind of boundaries too. Um, and again, we'll uh, see some of that with her decisions later in the season. She's, she's all about having that control over Ginny's career and Ginny's image. But, you know, she, she doesn't realize that some of her own actions are hurting those Ginny's career. So anyways, um, Ginny asks about Mike Lawson. That's kind of our first hint that Ginny is a fan of his. Um, and I love what Al says about he likes to make a grand entrance. He's a bit of a diva. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he certainly is with his uh, with his little monologues that he's got. <laughs> <sighs> and that's where we learn that Ginny's number will be 43, one up from Jackie Robinson's. Even more pressure. I feel like I almost would have preferred, you know, if she had had a number 
her whole uh, baseball career and she got to keep that one or she said something. But um, I, I also like the symbolism, I guess. Um, she then does her first press conference in the Jersey and it's kind of a surprise to be, to have to answer questions and not just, you know, take pictures in the Jersey. Um, but this is like Oscar and the Padres trying to capitalize on the moment of, you know, being the team that has called up the first woman to play in the major league baseball. So, um, this is sort of a power struggle between Oscar and Amelia And again, Amelia has to throw in some insults and assert herself. And she's, she, (laughs) she has, this is another great little monologue, I guess. Um, she talks about how Jenny is like Hillary Clinton with sex appeal and a Kardashian with a skill set, most important woman on the planet. And everything has to go through Amelia from here on out. That's also interesting. Like it has to go through Amelia. not going through Ginny. And and you have a great note here about, you know, what Amelia does as she's giving this little speech to Oscar. Like she's, as she starts to, she's like pulling up her, she's pulling up her hair, tying it into a bun. And she's like, and you can hear her voice kind of change. She's like, I'm going to lose Clooney and I don't even care. I'm like, (laughs) Okay, where, what, why? Okay. She's putting on the sexy voice. Yeah. While she's trying to talk about business Mm -hmm. and she's tying up her hair and I'm like, what are you doing, uh, girl? I think, you know, they say that when you uh, expose your armpits like that, it's releasing pheromones. (laughs) It's like a, yeah, it's like a biology thing so you know when you like play with your hair when you you know kind of hold the back of your neck so that your armpits are exposed it's a it's a thing that releases pheromones (laughs) so she knows what she's doing yeah and it seemed to work because oscar was like spellbound after that and he was like you know whatever you say we'll we'll keep you in the loop (laughs) Oh, that's when he, that's when the date he starts asking her if she'll go to dinner with him. <laughs> and Elliot's like, no, 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 no. She she makes superstars cry. Um, I'm not going to name them, but Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so that that also implies that Elliot has been with Amelia for a while. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I think in a later episode, we see a flashback. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, a Jerry Maguire moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, Ginny walks onto the field and she starts beaming when she sees Michael Lawson. Uh, another hint that she's <laughs> a bit of a fan. Mm-hmm. Um He's stretching with some other teammates. Um, So she starts stretching where she's standing. And Mike (laughs) walks up to her. Yeah. And there's a lot of banter and speeches and ass slapping. Um, And it was great. Um, Except I didn't really like the whole I'm the captain. 
So I'll slap your ass and you'll thank me for it. Right. Not feeling that. Not feeling the sort of weird power dynamic there. Because she's a rookie and he's the captain and he's saying. Right. And she's a woman. I mean, that. Yeah. As much as they want to pretend like that doesn't matter, it does. Yeah. So that whole thing didn't go over that well. But other than that, the rest of it was really was really great. Um, <laughs> um, Blip uh, takes Jenny over to um, the stands to meet Evelyn, his wife, and her twin sons. Um, and there's an adorable moment <laughs> because uh, the son's favorite food is sushi. <laughs> and Blip and Jenny just laugh about um, black boys eating sushi. <laughs> so, Very expensive. Uh, like, <laughs> what, the, what, the, what does the world come to? Um, uh, over to the side of Evelyn and the boys are um, more little girls vying for Jenny's autograph. Um, and she goes and signs them and she has really, uh, nice things to say. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, um, next in the, the, um, in the MLB and, uh, Jenny says, well, hurry up so, uh, you can be my teammate. <laughs> oh, she's so sweet. Um, but later in, um, her bathroom, um, you can see her really feeling the pressure um she's taking these long calming breaths trying to trying to calm down she's um splashing water over her face um and just really trying to deal with the pressure but um <laughs> through the vents in the in the clubhouse she can hear her teammates talking about her and they're saying stuff like, you don't think she stays. And she hears Mike call her a gimmick. Mm. So all of that pressure and that panic uh, just turns to anger. And she puts on her ball cap and she storms out of her, her locker room. Um, and as she's walking to the mound, we get our second flashback. And it's of um, her walking with her dad. Um, to a local uh, baseball uh, field and um, convincing the, um, the, the, the person in charge there, I guess the coach, um, to let Jenny throw a few. The guy does, and they're impressed by her arm. So after the game, she's skipping alongside her dad and says, We did it, Pop! And then he says his favorite line. We ain't done nothing yet. <laughs> Smacking that gum. Um, <laughs> and uh, Bill tells her that um, in another scene, um, we see her, him dump over a whole cart of nectarines. Um, as he tells her that, you know, she's not, she's not going to get any farther than he did. Um, Minor league at best, never the majors, um, unless you have um, a secret weapon because, you, you know, you don't have the arm that um, guys are going to are gonna get um, as they develop. 
So he teaches her how to throw a screwball. And that'll be her secret weapon um, to take her to the pros. And then back in the present, she finally takes the mound. And... Ouch. Um, Just fails in a spectacular fashion. It's... It's terrible because all eyes are on her because she is um, making history. Um, So for her to get this far and then make all these wild pitches and, you know, um, not throw one strike, uh, all of these balls and um, uh, just, uh, uh, terrible throws. Um, it's, it's a heavy blow. It's tough. It's, it's tough to watch. Um, but I think it's also what I like about it is that the, the first episode, instead of being about her first game, it, turns into how she responds to her first game. You know, because we learn about all the pressure leading up to this first game. And there's like, there's no way that she's going to meet all these expectations. And so we get to see her crumble. And it is tough to watch. But it's also, you know, an interesting thing like... Throughout the show, we get to see her crumble. We get to see the effect, the toll that this life has taken on her so far and how she responds to it again and again. So that's the good part of it is that she does, that we do get to see her respond to it. And, you know, instead of this being uh, about humiliating her, I feel like it's told in a very humane way. And that, you know, you th- throughout the season, as she makes mistakes, as she breaks down, you, know, you at least feel like the writers care about her and they're telling it um, with heart and sensitivity and not just to put her through the ringer. Um, of course, it w- I, I would watch a show where it's just everything is perfect and nothing bad ever happens. And she's the best that ever was. And, you know, she throws a strike out every, uh, every time someone comes up to bat, I would absolutely watch that show too, but it is cool that, you know, at least when there are those trials, um, again, it doesn't feel like, you know, some, some shows, it just feels like, writers just put the characters through all these things just to make them miserable again and again. And there's no payoff for that. Um, but here, uh, it, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like, uh, you know, the shock value or whatever. There's some heart and humanity in it. After she fails spectacularly, we go to another flashback. Um, kind of an upsetting one where Ginny's really tired after practicing in the backyard with her dad and dinner's ready and she feels like she's not able to throw another good pitch but her dad keeps pushing her and when uh, her Ginny's brother Will comes out 
to tell them that dinner's ready. Um, their dad calls Will over and slaps him in the face and tells Ginny to throw a strike, threatening her like if she doesn't, then he's going to slap her brother again. And so she does throw a strike. And um, her dad uses that as proof that, see, you, you can do it when you have to. And so then they go inside for dinner and it's, it's kind of upsetting. It's really upsetting. Like, like Bill. Right. And you know, it's not true. It's not true because she in present day, you know, she absolutely feels like she has to do this, but she doesn't, you know, life isn't like that. You know, like she is giving everything she has, but it she can't throw a, a, a strike. So the lesson there was uh, miss the mark there. So after the, the bad game, after the upsetting flashback, we're just all feeling really, really low. <laughs> and um, we don't know if if the Padres are going to send Jenny back down and Amelia, I don't know why Amelia went this route to try to comfort Jenny. She starts to bring up the little girls who are looking up to Jenny and Jenny's not having it. She says the little girls need to find someone else to count on. And so should Amelia. And so we go back into Jenny's hotel room where again, you can see the field. It's just, Everything she thinks about, you know, every thought is baseball. And we hear a knock on the door, and it's her father, Bill. And uh, this is when Jenny, you know, breaks. And she's really upset with him for all of the pressure that she put on, that he put on him, her. And um, she tells him that she was just a little girl when her father chose this entire life plan for her and through that process, she wasn't really able to form friendships or other interests. She's a robot in cleats, like we said earlier, and now she's malfunctioning. And I, I was really happy that she said that, but then of course her dad's just like, you done? Oh God. I'm like, well, you listen, buddy, I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> but then he asked her where her glove is and they go back to throw more pitches and the uh, next day Al wants to send Ginny back down um, and it, it feels like he wants to send her back down because she's, she's not ready you know and he's, he's even said we've seen this a lot before you know with anyone that they call up from the minor leagues um and I think Oscar initially agrees, but Frank, uh, the team owner, does not want to send Ginny back down because he's afraid of the bad press um, that could come out of that. So they made the decision that Ginny starts again in five days against Al's wishes. And the team is also upset Um that she's not being sent back down. And uh, Tommy, who is another pitcher for the Padres, and he obviously resents Jenny 
for being the starting pitcher and he thinks that she's getting all of this special treatment, um, just makes some jackass comments about her and blip defends her. And that's when Jenny comes in again and very tense. She goes to her little closet by herself and, um, and again, we see, you know, Mike has to answer questions about her and he's not happy about it. So we're like, just give us some relief here. And then we yeah. get it. <laughs> then we get it in the form of wonderful, beautiful Evelyn Sanders, um, who knows that Ginny needs as much of a distraction as she's, you know, mentally capable of having. Um, so she comes <laughs> to Ginny's room and strides past the, uh, security guards defiantly. Um, and she's got her Bloody Mary mix <laughs> and, um, decides that they can have a little girl talk separate from, from baseball. She doesn't want Ginny to just wallow in her own little, you know, self-pity party in her hotel room. And so again, you know, like you said, Dini. Uh, Evelyn asked nothing of Ginny, you know, and Evelyn, even though, you know, she's spent so much of her life, um, associated with baseball, you know, she doesn't actually, she doesn't care as much about the wins, about Ginny's, you know, you know, proving that she's valuable to the team. She's just there for Ginny as a person. And so it's just great to finally see someone, you know, care about Jenny because she's their friend, because they love her. Um, finally, we see that. And uh, while they are having their girl talk, um, Mike and Blip are having a guy's night out. And Blip's like, what the heck am I doing here? <laughs> I'm married with kids. This is a joke. <laughs> Um, he's just rolling his eyes because, you know, Mike is flirting with different fans that come up to him. And it's here that we kind of learn a bit more about Mike's history as a player. He's the San Diego Padres franchise player, you know, and he's kind of in the uh, twilight years of his career and he hasn't won a ring. And Blip, you know, says, I, I know you want a ring, but that that won't be your legacy. You know, you have the opportunity here for Ginny to be your legacy. Um, and you need to help her. So it's, it's, I love that entire part of the, sh the episode where we have Evelyn comforting Ginny and blip standing up for Ginny. And you know, it, not only is it, is it Mike's responsibility as the franchise player, um, as you know, one of the veterans on the team, but you also think about the dynamics of a pitcher and a catcher. They have to have this really tight bond that to be able to understand each other and trust each other. So it really is important all the way around. Um, and Mike needs to get over himself and help Jenny out. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't have taken Blip saying this to Mike. You would think that the captain would want to mentor somebody yeah. like Jenny, but hey, whatever. well, Mike's 
Yeah, he's a bit of a narcissist. He said it himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's game night again, and Ginny's warming up while the sportscasters are saying their BS. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, as I was rewatching, I sometimes had to like mute them. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just I like got... I do in real life when I'm watching sports. <laughs> Um, yes. Uh, uh, so I had, so I, I muted them and then I, you know, um, turned it back up, um, when the flashback starts, um, and it's the, now we get to a flashback of the 2010 North Carolina state championship. And we watched Jenny throw the winning strike. And after the game, she's happy. Um, she's she's um, bopping along, and she says, "We did it, Pop." Um, to which he answers, "We ain't done nothing yet." Ah, oh, boy, it's never not. It's always nothing. Um, and uh, as they're walking away from the game, they're met by a scout for the San Diego Padres who wants to talk to them. Ooh, um, back to exciting times. Um, back to the present. Uh, she's also that gives you. So if she was scouted in 2010, then she did at least four, four or five years in Triple A. Yeah, I think she even before getting to the pros lists her resume um, to Mike at the beginning. You know, she said, like, I've, I've done stints in hell holes. You haven't seen in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's, she's, she's paid her dues. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so back to the present. Um, she's in the dugout. She's prepping to go out. Um, her first two pitches are wide. Um, and then Mike stops the game and goes to the mound to talk to her. Um, so then we get the first of Mike Lawson's, uh, famous speeches where he tells her to do this for herself and for her team or don't do it at all. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, then, um, uh, he says, uh, you know, I have to stop talking now. This is starting to get weird. And um, <laughs> he goes back. <laughs> um, he, he leaves the mound and uh, she throws a perfect strike. Yeah. And she, uh, I think it's five outs. She does a couple innings and uh, then she, you know, her pitches start to go a bit wide again. And that's when uh, Al decides to uh, take her out of the game and you see at first Jenny's still kind of like I can do this you know I can I can fix this um, but Al it's a great moment because Al says you know I'm the manager of this team and as long as you're going to be sticking around you know you gotta uh, respect that and through that you know Jenny realizes they're not going to send her down after this game and she doesn't have to prove herself worthy enough to be in this spot anymore 
So you see her kind of smile, like, okay, the, you know, the hard part of getting here is over. Now I'm a part of this team. And what I also like about it is as Jenny's walking away, you know, Al smacks her butt and she kind of winces and she didn't like that. And that's when Mike says she doesn't like ass slapping and Al says, good to know. So I'm glad that they had that little moment there because if they had just ended it on Jenny saying, you know, Jenny expressing clearly she didn't like it at the beginning and Mike saying, well, I'm going to do it anyway, then I really would not have liked Mike at all going forward. So yeah. I'm really, was really glad for that moment. Blip and Tommy are um, actually getting to a brawl in the clubhouse after the win because Tommy, Tommy was out of control. Um, he's, he's, he's worried about his job. He was hoping that Jenny would fail again and he, you know, he'd get his starter spot back. But uh, she didn't, and now he's worried, and he just flies off the handle with a bunch of um, insinuations about um, Blip's friendship with with Jenny, and um, they were kept apart um, the first time Tommy wanted to um, pop off at the mouth, but uh, um, this time uh, Blip Blip was about to put them hands on him, so. <laughs> Um, and, um, so it turns into a little something and word of it gets back to Frank, who's trying to enjoy some whiskey or some sort of liquor. Um, when he hears, um, on the, on sports news about a locker room brawl. How did that get out? (laughs) How is that news? That's not really news. I think they just wanted to be like, oh, no, you put a woman on the team. Look what happens. Exactly. I mean, news is Jenny Baker's getting called up from the minor leagues to play for the San Diego Padres. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't at all. It was two, two teammates. Yeah. That was it. I think Mike stepped in to break it up, but the fight was between two people. That's not a brawl. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're not just telling telling us things we don't need to know just to fill up that 24-hour news cycle, but they're also inflating the facts. Yeah. Um, so Frank makes a snap judgment and says that Al has lost the locker room, um, and he wants Oscar to give him a short list of managers to take Al's job. Man, there's That's, no, like, adjustment period? No. <laughs> he went from zero to 60 in, like, 10 seconds. Like, that's yeah, that's and really it, fast, Frank. Again, not thinking about how this will reflect on Ginny. You know, imagine the backlash of, you know, being called up and then the manager of that team, you know, is fired after a brawl from your first, you know, successful game. That really had nothing to do with you. Right. Oh, God. Um, so then we get another flashback and it's Ginny and Bill. 
in his truck. Uh, they're on, going home from the uh, championship game. And they're talking about the scout from the Padres. And this time, Jenny says, we did it, Pop. And she's waiting for Bill to say his line. But Bill doesn't. He just looks at her. He just stares at Jenny. Um, Because this time she might have really done it. <laughs> yeah, what you um, say to that? <laughs> yeah, so it's, so it's a... It's a it's a it, it's a kind of weirdly awesome moment, and then it's immediately ruined. <laughs> yes, um, we hear we hear a crash. Um, the next thing we see is this huge hole in the windshield, um, and there's blood um, around the edges of it. Um, we see Jenny, she's uh, sitting on the curb, and um, she's in shock. Uh, and we realize uh, that uh, Bill Baker died in this crash. So uh, the Bill Baker that we've been seeing uh, sitting in the stands next to Janet, uh, you know, uh, on the field, working, practicing with uh, Jenny um, at night. Uh, the Bill Baker that came to her hotel room um, was really just a figment of her imagination. Um, he's now simply a voice in her head that pushes her to do better and to work harder. Um and you have to imagine she already works harder than most of those guys on the Padres just to get here. Yeah. Um, so uh, this time, uh, uh, Jenny's on the field, um, on the Padres field after the game. And she says, we did it, Pop. And uh, Bill says his line, and this time he smiles. And he, and then we, then he kind of fades away. And that is the end of episode one. So, how can how can we help? Uh, uh, this wonderful show land on a new network. Um, that is the goal of the pickup pitch campaign. That's uh, being run by the pitch street team. And uh, their goal is uh, to get um, uh, either Hulu, the MLB network or Netflix to pick up uh, pitch. Um, pitch is now being shown on Hulu, so, um, you can watch the show there and, uh, uh, give more data to the execs at Hulu that, um, uh, another season will be well received and will get lots of viewership, maybe even, um, new subscribers on Hulu, um, 
you can also uh, send cards and emails to um, the execs at Hulu, um, uh, Major League Baseball Network, and Netflix. Um, you can also vote for Hulu um, on uh, to pick up pitch on Hulu.UserVoice.com. Uh, go to TV and then search for pitch. Um, and um, please follow uh, Pitch Street Team on Twitter and Tumblr uh, to get more ideas and um, resources for this campaign. Um, it's really, this is a great show um, with a lot of great messages. Um, uh, even if you don't know anything about baseball or like baseball it's still a really entertaining show with a lot to love and uh, it needs a new home it deserves a new home that will do better by it so please uh, do what you can to help pick up pitch and uh, let us know what you think of our show um, how you whether we should switch up the format uh, or um, do things differently, um, let us know what you think. Um, Olivia is at Sportifica. I'm at Dust Daughter. Uh, you can also email uh, blackgirlsquee at gmail.com with comments about the show. So, uh, anything else you want to say? Um, Olivia? If you like shows about underdogs, about how things could be or should be, um, and about watching those underdogs we love respond to difficult situations, how they get through them, then this is absolutely a show that you should be watching. Um, and I hope that through this podcast, we can renew some interest from people who watch the show already or maybe inspire people who didn't give it a try the first time around to do so now. And I, I think it's, I mean, I think the Major League Baseball has a great opportunity to gain new fans and new viewers through appealing to a new audience and letting them know that they matter. And that new audience is, you know, mostly women. So I think it's a, a great opportunity and a beautiful show that absolutely does not deserve to just be a one season wonder. Amen. Don't be like LeVar Ball. Um, pick up pitch, um, market to women, uh, we're half the population on this planet, um, more than half, and um, y'all should cater to us. Um, <laughs> so with that, um, we'll bid you adieu until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Olivia. Woo. <laughs>